Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea and I am the brunette half of this podcast. And I'm JC and I'm the redhead half of this podcast. Newly red. I'm, I'm happy that I... That can actually be true now. Yeah. I'm back to red hair, guys, and I'm feeling at my most powerful. I feel like you were never blonde. Yeah. It was like six months, though. It was kind of a long time. Yeah. Oh, Um, it was? I think. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a minute, but I'm happy to have my my red hair back. Today, we have the one, the only, Amber Fillerup. We're going to talk about her in just a second, but you guys are going to be obsessed with this episode. She is the best. But really quickly, we wanted to read... An awesome review that one of you guys wrote in. We've said before that we want to start featuring more reviews um, that you guys write on the podcast and give you a little shout out. So this is by AKL014. JC and Chelsea are so wise. They talk about such relevant topics, give great advice about beauty products and life in general. I am always so inspired every time I listen. I even re-listen to them when I'm feeling down. Wow, that's really a good compliment. That's a compliment. You can listen twice? Yeah. Wow. I think that's the best compliment when people say like, I just re-listened to this episode for the second time. I'm like, wow. Yeah, wow. So nice. So thank you so much. If you guys want to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app, Go ahead and do that, and we are going to be featuring more of you. If you want, you can um, put in your Instagram handle so we can sh- when you, we shout you out, we can give your Insta handle to the world. But we always appreciate your reviews so much and love all the feedback. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast as well, that's an awesome way for you to stay um, – I almost said stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way for you to stay relevant in today's world. <laughs> um, to stay updated. You'll get notified when new episodes come out, even before we post them on Instagram or anything. So – it's a good way to stay updated and involved. So today, like JC said, we have Amber Fillerup on the podcast. I'm sure you all know who Amber Fillerup is. If not, go look her up on Instagram. She is the Barefoot Blonde blog, and she also owns Barefoot Blonde hair extensions. So Amber Fillerup is a businesswoman. She's an influencer. She's a an amazing mom. And she gives us the best tips today. You guys are going to really love this episode, I think. She goes into her story. We get to know her a little bit. She talks about building a brand online and what that takes and then turning that brand into a successful business. Yeah, she's the best. And I wanted to quickly like give our background, <laughs> mine and Amber's yeah. relationship history. Your love no, story. Yeah, our love story. So I met Amber when I was fresh out of high school. 
And I had I was following her already. And I think if I remember correctly, how we got connected is that she needed a photographer for her blog, like for some photos. And I was a photographer in high school. And she posted about it, I think, on Instagram or Twitter or something and was like, I need a photographer, tag some people. And a bunch of people started tagging me in it. And I then, was one of them. Thanks, girl. You're the reason. Um, so basically, I hooked you guys up. <laughs> perfect. And then I remember Amber reached out to me and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so crazy because at the time, blogging and influencing, it was not what it is today. And she was one of the OGs, like mm -hmm. one of the people that had been doing it for a long time. So anyway… I was super like honored, obviously, and I shot photos for her, and then I ended up going on a trip to Paris with her, which was my first big international trip, and I took photos of her and her son, and then she had her friend Christine with her, who's now a good friend of mine as well. That's Hello Fashion Blog, and so I got to connect with them, and like now I've been friends with them for years, but I've always been so impressed with Amber with how down-to-earth and real she is. And what a good mom she is. She is one of the people, I've said this multiple times to different people, that she is one of the women I look up to the most that's a mother because I think she just does such a good job raising her kids. And I've been on trips with her. I've seen her, like, be a mom, you know. And something that has stuck out to me is, like, if her kids don't want to take pictures or whatever, she does not make them. Like, she's just – she's very much living her life for her and not for anyone else. And it's just – I think that is why she's so successful and that's why she has gained a platform because she's really not trying. You know, I mean, obviously she works so hard, but she's not like trying too hard. She's just being herself. And anyway, I've always yeah. really looked up to her. I was going to say, I've, I met her for the first time today and I not that I was expecting anything else, but she's very down to earth, very kind, so cute. And really, I think someone to look up to for a lot of women yes. and moms. Definitely. So without further ado, here she is. You guys are going to love her. Okay, guys, we're live and we're here with Amber. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We're of so course. excited. So pumped. So first, we're going to start off with like a little life update with yeah. you. So you just had your third baby. Yes, just had my third baby, Frankie. We had a girl. We didn't know the gender and that was crazy. I cannot believe you did that. I know. I know. That is patience at its finest. I know. I usually like am the type of person where I get so excited to like tell someone their birthday present and I just like don't wait till their birthday. I just tell them what I got yeah. them or things like that. But I don't know. Somehow I did it. Did, had you known you were going to do that for a while like with your yeah, third? Yeah. That's why I was like kind of already in the mindset because as soon as I found out I was having a girl, I was like, okay, I have a girl and a boy. I want to just have the next be a surprise. So That's it was so fun. exciting. Did you have a name for a boy and a girl ready? Yeah. Well, we had like three names for a girl and we were kind of just waiting to see her. But we were pretty sure with a boy what, what we it were was. Name him. Yeah. yeah. Were you shocked, like genuinely shocked that it was a girl or were you, did you have no idea? I mean, I had dreams I was having a girl, like vivid dreams that like the doctor pulled the baby out and was like, it's a girl. And then what? I was like, okay, let's put her back in. But like, <laughs> like so weird. <laughs> But then everyone was, I would say like 90% of like blog followers and everyone was telling me I was having a boy. And so I got You're like, like I'm so convinced. <laughs> yeah. People were like so sure that I was having a boy. So I was kind of thrown when it was a girl. But oh my gosh. I've heard that if you have a boy, you carry it more like back. Is that what, is that what it is? I know that's or, like, what people girl, kept saying, but they're forward. like, you have a boy bump. And I'm yeah. like, well, apparently know. not. Yeah. Rumors are not true. Yeah. Well, that is so crazy. So who yeah. knows? 
Were you secretly hoping for one or the other? Or did you really not care? I really wasn't because like thinking of Atticus as a little, little boy, like with his long shaggy blonde hair, I'm like, I want that again so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I also just like love having a girl. I don't know. There's like I love Frozen. having both. So ideally, my next one would be a boy. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. So, so Are you going to wait for your next one? Like to find out? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, we probably will. It's, it's probably crazy. more exciting going into like birth because or it labor. Sorry. It was. It like the whole experience was just so fun. And like it was so peaceful in there. Like it was just like such a cool experience. Would you ever fun. do that with your first kid? Like, no. Would you recommend never. that for your first I kid? I would never. I, like, I would never. I've thought about it. I'm like, no, I absolutely can't. Those people I'm way too like respect nosy. for anyone who can do it for their first. That's crazy. That's tough. That's so fun. Okay. Well, we're kind of going to get into blogging and go into your background and stuff. Okay. So I wanted to start at the beginning for people who maybe aren't familiar with how you started your blog and just start from the top. So okay. how did your blog initially get started? I mean, I kind of just started it for fun as a way of updating people on my little journey in Fiji. I was going to Fiji for a service trip. So um, like on their website, they were like, maybe start a blog to keep family updated. I was like, okay, that sounds fun. So I started one. So my very first blog post is like a countdown to Fiji. And then when I got back, I kind of just kept up with it. I, I loved Tumblr. So I loved finding inspirational pictures and I would just save them and then post them on my blog. So pre-Pinterest. Yeah. Basically what Pinterest is now. And then and then I started taking selfies of my hairstyles because I had no one else to take them. And I would post those. And that's kind of how it got started was those went viral on Pinterest once Pinterest came around. And some pictures that we took in Paris early on. Like mostly all my hair pictures kind of would go viral and bring traffic to my blog, which then brought people to my Instagram. And it was kind of just, it just kind of happened, honestly. Yeah. Well, I remember talking to you and you were saying you would take selfies of like your outfits or your hair and people are like, what even are you doing? Like, what's a selfie? Like it was not a thing like early, early on. No, I remember Tula Vintage. Mm -hmm. Do you know her? I remember I thought she coined the selfie term because she was the first person who I ever heard use it. And because she used it, I just kind of started You're using like, oh, it. like, that's what it is. But yeah. At first it was like, that was like a new cool thing or probably not cool. Probably yeah. weird, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what year was this? Um, 2010 when I started it. Okay. And then I don't know, like when did we go to Paris? Because I feel like that was still early on. I think in that my... was like 2013 because that's right after yeah. I graduated high school. So like three years later, that's kind of when I felt like it was growing a little bit. But becoming more of a thing. At yeah, least. yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, what was blogging at that point? Like, was it fat? Were people doing fashion blogs? Were people yeah, doing hair was, blogs? Or was it just some random thing? I mean, do you guys remember the lookbook site? I think that's what it was called lookbook.com or something. It sounds super familiar, but I can't. It was mostly it. European people. So it was like Kiara from Blonde Salad, who I followed. Oh, and then Song of Style was around. So I followed her. So they were kind of the OG girls. And then Tula and Gary Pepper Vintage. I loved following all those girls, especially Tula. Like when I met her for the first time, I was shaking and like totally <laughs> oh fangirling. So 
that's who I mostly followed was Tula. I I would say she was like my main source of inspiration at the time. But yeah, most people weren't blogging. They're definitely yeah. not like it was today. I was going to say, did you foresee it becoming this big thing that it is now with like Instagram, social media? No. Or was it just kind of like, well, this is fun. I like these couple people who do it. Yeah. No, it was literally just following people. I never knew it would be anything. And I didn't really have a plan. But that's kind of I don't know. It just worked out because me and David both are kind of free spirited. So yeah. not having a plan is like fun. No big deal to us. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of I was never like worried like, crap, I don't have a job. I was like, well, I'm donating plasma and doing yeah. hair. So I'm good. Oh, <laughs> you did hair. Plasma. Yeah, I did oh, hair. Okay, cool. So that was um, like my main source, but I didn't really like it. I yeah. liked styling hair and especially styling my own hair, but I didn't really like coloring hair and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I didn't really like it. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know you did hair before. That yeah. makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but that's yeah. so cool. So was your blog always named Barefoot Blonde? Yeah. Okay. And uh -huh. how did that, how did that come to be? The name um, of it? Actually, it first was amberfiller.blogspot.com, but then I like sat down with a friend who he was like, how many people go to your blog spot? And I told him, he was like, okay, this could, this is cool. And it, the numbers were really low. Like, I think I had like 4,000 a month or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was still low, but he was like, that's so cool. Like you need to name it. And you, he kind of like gave me like three things to do. And one of them was name the blog. So I was just with my roommates and I was I said, I really want blonde in it, but what else should it be? They're like, you're always barefoot. You have to do barefoot. So I did barefoot blonde. It's so, so cute. It's so cute. It's so catchy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It rolls off the tongue. I'm like kind of sick of it now to be honest. Yeah. But no, some days I get sick of it. But I really was always barefoot and I still am always barefoot. Like I was laughing that when I went in, they called me saying like, we have a spot open, come to the hospital as soon as you can. I had to walk in barefoot because I had no shoes with me. So it's like oh I literally gosh. always am barefoot. So, <laughs> That's so it's funny. very like true to me, you know. Mm -hmm. It's but cute. It's I so actually cute. really like it. Okay. So how long did you blog before you started making money? I mean, very early on, companies were reaching out, like local companies in Provo because that's where I lived. They were reaching out wanting me to like wear their shirts to school and things like that. And they would pay me um, monthly. So – I started out doing that, and I would literally just wear their branded shirts to school. I think one of them was a security company and things like that. <laughs> so it was really oh my random. Gosh. That's so funny. Then I think ASOS had reached out and paid me a really small amount to wear their clothes. And then Reward Style came around. So it was kind of early on, but very, very small amounts. Like it, I Not could have never income. supported myself yeah. off of that. But just enough where it was fun to, like, want to keep going, especially as a poor college student, you know? Wait, were you married at this time or were you just dating No. David? So, okay. like, early blog posts, I'm, like, talking about boys and breakups. Oh, so, my gosh. Fun. Yeah. And then I did a blog post after my first date with David. So there's, like, a picture of us on our first date on there. That's so – wait, so and this is all on your blog still? Uh-huh. And he, we would, like, back. flirt via my blog. Like, he would leave comments. No way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> a modern-day romance. <laughs> I know. Literally. That is so totally. funny. But, yeah, David was a big reason why I kept going because a lot of people did make fun of me. In fact, a lot of his friends, like, told him not to date me because of it. But he was always – him and I, I remember his sister, too, were always like, it's so cool. Like, you need to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so – 
like he was a big reason why I kept doing it because he just always thought it was so cool. Yeah. When I was the road keeper. Yeah. Oh my what a gosh. guy. Do you remember the point when you realized that it could support you and you could do it full time? We got a job with Tresemme. I would say this was like 2013 maybe. Um, and that was – I remember we were really excited. Like we went out to celebrate. So I don't remember like how much it was or if that would have been enough to support us. But at the time we thought we were like set for life, you know? Yeah. We were like so excited. But – I don't know. I think it was probably we moved off for David to go to law school. And around that time, I just got so busy. I was having to turn down jobs because I had Atticus and I was still figuring it all out. So it felt like a lot, you know, where now I could have probably done all that on my own, but I was still figuring out how to do campaigns. So I was having to like hire photographers and manage these accounts on my own. And so I think it was at that point I brought up one night, like, what if you drop out of law school and we just move to New York and go do this? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we just finished out that semester and moved to New York like a couple weeks later. That is so nuts. Okay, where was it that he was going? Not the school, but where? what state did you guys live in? Alabama. I kept telling Chelsea, I'm like, it was either Alabama. I know Atlanta is not a state, but I was like, or it was Atlanta. Like, I couldn't remember which one because I remember that you moved there. And I hated it. Really? Well, no, I didn't hate it. It's just it was hard to get content there because I don't know Alabama at Mm -hmm. all. So, yeah, so I didn't know, like, where to go. And I we had one car. It was just, like, hard to do my job there. So, especially with a kid. So did moving moving to New York – And doing that full-time together, did that feel like a big risk? Or were you like, we're making enough to where this is like obviously the smart move? I think we just felt like we had nothing to lose at that point because we had not really much money to our name. And like I said, we're not really people who would even consider a risk. So we're just kind of (laughs) like, let's let's do do it, which is not a good thing. We've gotten more responsible since having kids and everything. But At the time, Atticus was so young that we were just like, this sounds so fun. Let's go do it. And I think that really helped the blog just because at that point, it turned into more of like an organic lifestyle, not going to do outfit shoots for the sake of posting. You know what I mean? So I think that came across to readers where it was like we were just genuinely showing our lives, not going out and producing content. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. especially when you do have like a move to New York. It's like, oh, it's fun to follow along. And then from there, it's just you're following along with your day-to-day life. My dad always says, and this might not be good advice, but he always told me school will always be there. So it's like if you want to do this dream, it's like sometimes you only have one opportunity, Mm -hmm. but college will always be there. Don't Maybe don't use that advice, college kids, but I'm like everyone drop out of school. I know. No, but we definitely had that as one of our reasons. We're like, we can go back to law school in five years or however long, but we have no idea how long blogging will even be a thing. Yeah. And of course it still is today. I wouldn't have expected that it would be like it is, but yeah. It was working. So were you already – when you after you moved to New York – Is that when you started traveling a lot or had you already started traveling before that? We were already – so when we lived in Alabama, I was probably only in Alabama for like a month of that when we were there for six months because I went to Europe for four weeks-ish with Atticus and that's when I met up with UJC. Mm -hmm. And then I went to London. Victoria's Secret had asked me to go out there for a 
Victoria's Secret fashion show. So me and Atticus went to London. So we kept leaving for fun jobs. And we've always loved traveling. So David and I had done six weeks in Europe, just like in our car, traveling around and sleeping in our car before we moved to Alabama. So we've always loved traveling. And that was the reason I started my blog was because I went to Fiji. So we've always loved it. But yeah, when we went to New York, it's just such a great hub for traveling. And I'm not going to lie, I'm really good at finding cheap travel. So we would always, that's like how we decide where to go is where is cheapest to go right now. Like we just booked a trip for end of this year and it's because that was one of the cheapest flights at that time. So that's kind of how we've we've always done it. And they're usually cheap from New York. So yeah, that's true. Like LAX and New York is usually a good hub. What is your best tip for traveling with kids? Because you travel with your kids a lot. I mean, I don't even think about it too much. So I think it's the more you think about it, the more daunting it probably seems where we just book a trip and go. And I don't know. I Do you feel like if you're anxious, like on a plane, your kid can feel that and then they get kind of… I mean, I think it's even that way at home. You know, I think it's that way anywhere in life. But yeah, I I think we're both just pretty relaxed when we travel anyways. Granted, we've had some stressful moments, of course, but like, I don't know. I just think it's mostly fun. So I think it's all about your attitude. And if you kind of just look at it as like, this is going to be so fun. I think it's all about your attitude going into it, you know, Mm -hmm. not like setting yourself up for this disaster. Yeah. Then it rubs off on the kids too. Yeah. For sure. What has been your favorite place you guys have lived? We, oh, probably Hawaii. I mean, I'm torn between New York and Hawaii, but they're just so different. I feel like you almost can't compare them. Yeah. But I'm so glad we lived in New York for, especially we were there a good amount of time, just over two years. So we had that experience and then we moved to Hawaii and we were only there for six months. So I feel like we just got like the tiniest taste of it where we're still like, okay, we want more of that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're like after six months, because I've lived somewhere for six months and you're like, oh, this is so great. At five months is when you start making friends. Yes. You start feeling like part of the community and then six months you're just I know. ripped away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so like wasn't quite enough yeah. time. So probably Hawaii. Yeah. Did you have Rosie in New York? Too mm-hmm. Atticus and Rose. No, no, no. You had no, already had Atticus. I, yeah, obviously. I already had Atticus. So he was, let's see, he was like three months when we moved there, or no, closer to six months when we moved there. Okay. Yeah. So do you feel because you are a chill person? Was New York with kids? Did that stress you out, or were you like, could you have done yeah. it forever, or were you like, this is definitely temporary? Like, yeah, living there and having kids. No, it definitely stressed me out. You, I think like even the chillest person would get stressed living in New York with kids because it's just a lot. Like just to get out the door, we'd have to pack up our um, stroller for the day, collapse it to get into the stroller or into the elevator, then go down the elevator, re-put back together the stroller, oh, wow. get everyone in, go down the stairs, then walk to the subway, then go down the subway stairs, then down another set of stairs. Like it's just crazy how much it takes to get anywhere. Yeah, I never and thought about that, especially with like a stroller and you have a kid gosh. on your hand. It's a lot. So I just felt like with Atticus and Rosie, they were so close. Atticus was still pretty much a baby when I had Rosie because he was 17 months. So like we would be totally like downtown, far away, and they would both be freaking out. And I'm like, okay, this is just so stressful. Like to get home, I either have to like get in the subway with two crying kids or 
hail a cab and sit in traffic and spend 70 bucks to get all the way back home. Like just so many oh, moments okay. like I'm that. like stressed like, just you <laughs> talking about that. Just sweating. I know. No, but it wasn't always like that. Like there's those magical moments when you're walking down the street of New York with your kids and it's just like, oh, like so amazing, you mm-hmm. know? And those were more common than the stressful moments. But the stressful moments were just enough to make me like put me over the edge. Yeah. You know? No, I've always said like, oh, I could never live in I could never live in New York. I could never live in a big city like that. But um, last time we were there, me and Chelsea went, and I was like, there's something so magical about it, though. It's oh. like the energy of it you cannot explain. It's like so motivating, I feel like, to be there. I still don't know if I could live there, but I do love it. Like the last time I went, I was like, wait, I kind of love New York. The energy feels like you could accomplish anything. Yeah. Totally. I know. And we went to our friend Naomi and Josh's apartment last time we were there, just barely in December. And like we left being like, oh, that looks so fun. Mm-hmm. Like just so much fun. And they rock New York. So I feel like a certain personality just like thrives there. Totally. Mm -hmm. But I think because we're both more laid back, Hawaii is kind of more our vibes. Yeah. But do you think you'll ever move back there? Our goal is to pay off our house and then buy a second home there. But we'll see how long that takes. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I'll be visiting. (laughs) Today, we are very excited to tell you guys about our amazing sponsor for today's episode, OpenFit. We all have health goals, right? Some of us want a better relationship with food. Some of us want to take better care of our skin, maybe drink more water. And some of us want to go to the gym and get stronger. Well, if you are someone who is interested in the latter one, working out more, then you are in luck. And now that we have introduced you to OpenFit, you guys have no excuses left. So OpenFit basically lets you lose the commute to the gym or classes so that you never have to miss a workout session. OpenFit is a brand new streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes. OpenFit offers personalized, custom, original content because they understand, like we've said before, everybody is really different. They have amazing trainers and amazing classes, you guys. OpenFit is led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or you can get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. I know that sounds... uh, That sounds appealing. Yeah, these trainers know how to get results. And I would venture to say the best part is you can access this anywhere and anytime. You can view on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. And you guys, you fill out a little quiz. I love filling out quizzes about myself. I don't know about you. I downloaded the app, customized it just for me. I can use it on my phone. And it really has been a blessing because we move around a lot. And I'm always using the excuse like, well, I don't know how long we're going to be here. So I don't want to sign a contract to go to a certain gym. Now I don't have any more excuses. This is so perfect for me. I love it. I can do my workout in my living room, in my garage, wherever I am. And all my excuses are gone. Perfect. OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And with our code, we said you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code we said and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text we said to 303030. 30, 30. 
You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutrition information, and it's totally free. Again, just text WE SAID to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Okay, so I know that anyone with a large platform of any kind, you know, gets critiqued, um, like parenting or just how you live your life. So what has been for you the number one thing that you've learned through like people leaving comments and just critiquing you and stuff? I think there's different kinds of critiques. There's people who genuinely are reaching out because they think they're being helpful or they really are being helpful. Like sometimes I do feel like blogging has made me a lot more open-minded because I have heard critiques that could be viewed as that's a hater, but it's like, wait, I really see where they're coming from. Like I really shouldn't say that. Or I don't know. I feel like I've been so much more mindful in the last nine years of how I talk. And I don't know. It's just made me a more open-minded person hearing feedback from people. But then there's also people who are just being trolls just because they're miserable or whatever. And like I think those ones are kind of obvious. And those ones it's really easy for me to dismiss because I'm like, okay, I don't know. You're going through a rough patch. It's okay. You know? But then I think there's also the people where it's like you just genuinely bug them. And it's like I get bugged by people on social media too, so I know that's going to happen. And those ones might sting a little where you're like, wait, they don't like me. But I mean, I think I'm pretty used to it at this time at this point. But like the ones that hurt the most are about the kids. If people say things about kids or parenting, just because I feel like moms work so hard to be good moms. that like when people say you're not doing it right, it's like, wait, I like literally work my butt off and I'm so exhausted. I don't know. Those ones hurt more, but. Yeah. Especially because there's actually not a right way to be a mom. And so everyone has so many opinions about this is the right way. This is how they're going to end up perfect kids. You're like, what? Has there ever been a perfect person? Like, so obviously there's no perfect way to parent and no one's figured it out yet. So I can't wait because people already dog mom shame me. I know. (laughs) Oh, oh, dog mom. I know. Yeah, that came first for sure. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have kids. They're like, you should not let her go down those stairs. Her knees and joints. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, just wait. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. No, but I was going to say, like, I think you do handle criticism very well because I've seen comments on your Instagram where they'll be like, I wish you would link more affordable clothing or something like that. And then I'll even see sometimes you'll comment back and be like, thanks for this, you know, comment. Like, I would love to start doing that more or something. And I'm always like, hmm, a very kind person because my first defense <laughs> is de- or my first instinct is to be defensive when anyone says like anything. Like, you should do this. I'm like, okay. I just get annoyed by it, but yeah, like I think it's admirable that you're like kind of taking those critiques as like, okay, maybe I should share that more. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's good that you do that. I mean, it helps honestly, like visualizing the three categories and like actually putting a comment in one because if like you're actually putting it in like a helpful feedback, I'm you're helping me grow my business better. Yeah, because like we should be listening to what readers want because at the end of the day, that is why we make money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, it's. So I kind of try to look at it as like a customer service standpoint. Like I need customer service and value that. And we can't really give customer service as influencers. Right. Unless, yeah, that's a good point. And we can't respond to every single comment, especially as a mom. I would – my screen time notifications would be like through the roof. And I would – you know what I mean? I just yeah. can't do that. And I also don't feel right having 
an assistant respond as me, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's like a question. I don't know. So like yeah, I'm iffy question. about that. But so, yeah, just kind of like taking feedback as customer service almost. You know what I mean? I think that's really smart. Yeah. I mean, Very every business that has customers, they always ask for, okay, give us your honest feedback. Like that's mm-hmm. the most valuable thing to them is feedback and honest reviews. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely a nice way to do it. And yeah, <laughs> like people sometimes do it very like in a really rude way. So I really appreciate nice, polite feedback, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. So do you ever feel guilty at all for like, quote unquote, portraying a perfect life? Because I know that that's something that a lot of people talk about um, with bloggers and influencers or YouTubers or like anyone in that space is that that's not realistic. You know, they're just portraying this perfect life. Do you ever feel guilty for that or like you do that? Or what do you, what are your thoughts on like that whole concept? Um, I mean, I think hmm, it's kind of tricky because I think it depends on the user. And that was kind of a big reason why I started my blog was because I saw bloggers like Tula and I don't even know, or Jessica is her name. Um, I, <laughs> I do that all the time. I always call her Tula. I don't even know if that's how you see it. But anyways, I would look at Jessica and be like, I want to do that. Like, I want to travel the world. I want to wear these gorgeous outfits she has. And so I kind of get more inspired by social media. And anytime I'm not, I think it usually helps just to first address it and be like, okay, why am I comparing myself so much or something? And like, acknowledging it because then when you do, then I feel like you can kind of mentally shift it back to being inspired. Mm -hmm. But so I never really think about it just because I, at the end of the day, I hope that I'm inspiring somebody like I've been inspired by other people. But I do try to keep, especially the blog side. I haven't blogged as much in 2019, but usually on blog posts is when I give more details about the shoot that went wrong or you know, the details of labor and or delivery and, you know, things like that. I try to give more details. So I do feel like I'm pretty open about the details of my life. And I've shared if I have like anxiety one day or something like that. But the thing I try to keep private is if the kids have a bad day. I've gone back and forth on that. And in the beginning of parenting, I was kind of more open about it. But my stance is now that I just kind of want to share their happy moments because I don't know. I think any kid doesn't necessarily want to look back on them throwing a tantrum and hearing their mom complain about it. I want them, and especially since those are the minority compared to our happy moments together as a family and me with my kids. So I feel like I want them to look back on my blog as like a happy journal of how much I loved raising them, not hearing me complain about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I try to not complain about it just so they don't ever have to see that. Totally. And that's more important than like just sharing that so that people know you're not perfect. Do you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people, they're like, you need to show, you know, the bad parts of your life too. And yeah, anyway, I think that that's… When you have other people that you're protecting, when it's like, when it's you, it's it's easier to be like, yeah, this is the bad parts of me. But when you're like protecting somebody, it's a little different. Especially your kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. So, and I also think it's funny how people think that they deserve to hear bad sides of people because everyone copes with things differently. Like if someone has severe anxiety or I don't, whatever their trial is in life, 
talking about it publicly to one point however many million people probably or might not be like their way of coping and like dealing with that. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like people deserve anything. It's just up to the person what they feel like sharing, you know? Totally. 100%. And I think the like realistic thing when people say that's just not a realistic, I totally get that it's not a traditional lifestyle, you know, to be like traveling the world and stuff. But it's been hard even when people will say that to me. And I'm like, it's so hard because it really is my reality though. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And not to be like, well, that's my reality. But it's like, (laughs) this is the life that I'm living. And so to try, it's like, you don't want to like dim it down just to like, Yeah, you shouldn't dim your light to brighten Mm -hmm. someone else's. That's not how it works anyway. Exactly. Like if I were to go and say every bad thing about me, that at the end of the day, that's not going to make anyone reading that happier. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what's the point unless that makes me happier? Exactly. And sometimes it does. Like this time around sharing my postpartum journey and kind of like showing me right after postpartum just because I'm more comfortable with like my body and everything at this point in my life. Like I've decided to do that, but after Atticus, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And that's Mm -hmm. okay, you know? Totally. So Yeah, there's definitely a time and a place, like, for sharing certain aspects of your life, I think. Yeah. And it is all about, like, what you're comfortable with, too, like you Mm -hmm. said. And at different points in life, you'll be more comfortable with different things. Yeah, because had I shared it at that point in my life, a mean comment probably could have, I don't know, it could have made me super depressed or something. I have no idea, but I'm at a point now where I feel comfortable sharing because I can take the criticism if I get it Mm -hmm. or, you know, so I think it just happens on everyone's time. Well, I like what you said too about having the blog as like more of a behind the scenes thing, which I think is really cool nowadays that we have so many platforms. Like Instagram is more of like the highlight reel. So you do see all, like you rarely see people on Instagram posting behind the scenes on their feed especially, but then even like with the podcast or YouTube or blogging, it's like they get to see all these different parts of you or all these different parts of your life, which I think is really cool Mm -hmm. and helps people connect with you way more. Yeah. I mean, even Insta Insta stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if someone wants to know like the dirty details of someone's life, just follow them on Insta stories and listen to podcasts or whatever, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about barefoot blonde hair. Okay. Um, When did you get the idea for that and why did you choose extensions? Well, extensions were such a huge part of my life. As cheesy as it sounds, I know it sounds really dumb, but like in high school, I loved hairstyles. I've always loved doing my sister's hair for their dances and I would make them come do lame photo shoots with me and like abandoned houses here and here. Oh, that is our high school (laughs) career right there. Yeah. So we have like so many old photos of us doing that and me doing like crazy dramatic hair that I would see in, you know, magazines, but I could never do it on myself because I didn't have enough hair because my hair is pretty fine. I have a lot of hair. It's thick somehow, but fine. Mm -hmm. So when I discovered extensions, it was like life-changing for me because I felt so I could creatively show, I don't know, my talents, I guess. Yeah, your hairstyles, yeah. Yeah, so I could do all these different hairstyles. And then so I guess that kind of pointed me in the creative direction of hair. That's kind of why I ended up going to hair school to learn more about hair. And that's eventually kind of what launched the blog. So I feel like that's kind of always been the foundation of this whole journey that I've been on has been hair. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I was asked about most at the time. I don't have necessarily as much time to do my hair now. But yeah, so I think it was just a natural thing. I was realizing that's the thing I was asked about most. And my answer was always, I wear hair extensions. That's the only reason why my hair looks this good. So yeah. 
I kind of just wanted to launch my own brand because with hair extensions, I was always so frustrated with going on the website and the order process and I couldn't get a color match and these specific products that I wanted didn't exist. So we just launched our own so that I could kind of make it exactly the experience that I always wanted. And also so we could launch the products that I kind of always envisioned, like our BFB Up and our fill-ins. Can you explain those really fast? Yeah. So our it is kind of confusing. So our Up is – it's basically – I used to wear hair extensions and I would stack multiple wefts. And if you don't know what a weft is, I can't explain it over a podcast. <laughs> yeah. so just Google it. Yeah. But yeah. stack multiple wefts and then put my hair up. But it was so bulky stacking all the wefts. And – you want them to all be the same size, but a full set doesn't come like that. So I basically had always envisioned having four wefts that are all the same size stacked on top of each other. And so we made a product that is that. It's basically four wefts um, stacked that are like the perfect width where it won't show when you clip it in. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah, because that's the worst part of having extensions if you do, that when you put it up, you're they like, show so bad. it's showing so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So this one doesn't show. It lays flat and it's only one weft. So it takes two seconds to put in, which is so nice. So yes. when I like I'm feeling gross and I need to leave the house, I just throw that in and do a top knot or messy bun and, or a pony. And it instantly looks so good because I have all this hair to like beef it up and make it look awesome. Yeah. You know, people that have naturally thick hair. I know. I like. I literally dream about it. Yeah. Like, oh, actually, same. picture myself yeah. with long, thick hair, and like, how would how that amazing. be? Yeah. that's what I always I think about being tan too. I'm like, what would it be like to just look down and like my legs are just tan? <laughs> totally <laughs> <That'd be> amazing. <laughs> oh my god, dreaming about that. Okay, so what were when you had the initial idea? What were the first steps that you took to then execute building, changing kind of your brand into a business? Because I think the smartest yeah. people that have a platform, they take their brand, like what they're known for, and then turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. We definitely are not business people. We did not graduate with degrees in business. David did graduate college though, so way to go him. But, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't really know what to do. We first just, we started with ordering a bunch of hair. So we, that was the longest process because we would I would pass them out to people and say, okay, go swim with these, curl these. I would give them like a long list of everything I wanted to do with the hair. Mm-hmm. And then I would get their feedback and then we'd have to start from point blank. So that was kind of the longest process was testing hair. But once we got towards the end, we went also with figuring out all the details like the clips. I didn't realize how many horrible clips are out there. So we needed strong clips that wouldn't break and would stay in your hair if my kids were to pull on my hair and things like that. So we kind of had to think about all those details and then we worked out branding, but we got to a point where, I mean, we've refined our product a lot more now, like we've refined what it gets sent out in and the product itself. So I feel like you, at some point you kind of just have to launch and go for it. And then knowing that you can update your website once you get some more money and because we're completely self-funded, so we didn't go seek out investors to start. So we just used money that we had saved up and we own the whole business. That's so, so nice. We didn't we were reached out to for licensing deals, but I just never felt like that would be a good retirement for me, mm-hmm. like a licensing deal. So I wanted to do something that was for the long haul. 
and could kind of be like our forever job. I think it's good advice to like start and then adjust later because sometimes you just will never actually do it if you don't just like, okay, we're putting it out there. Yeah. Like it's not absolutely perfect, but we can make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, My husband always says if you're not embarrassed by your first edition, then you went out too late. Yes, totally. I'm embarrassed by our first podcast episode. I yeah, think, so. same. <laughs> I, I like am mortified. Be like, I started from the beginning. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't listened to it no, in a while. Totally. Like old blog posts are painful. Yeah, yeah. It's archived to feel. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so quickly, let's talk about the balance between like motherhood and being a businesswoman. So how do you feel like you keep your priorities straight? Do you have certain boundaries that you've set or certain things that you're like, this is non-negotiable, like this is always going to be how it is? Or do you just take every situation as it comes? I definitely have my things like I don't like to miss Rosie's horseback riding lessons and I don't like to miss their soccer games and Big things like that. I love. I just going pictured to watch Rosie them. on a horse. That is the cutest like image I know. I've ever had. No, it's so cute that I'm like I cannot possibly miss yeah. that. Um, so I definitely don't like to miss things like that. But being the business owner and a blog is really flexible. Being an influencer, you can kind of pick and choose when you go get content and shoot things. So I feel like we have a pretty flexible schedule, and everyone in our office is super understanding of the fact that I am juggling being the business owner and the blog and being a mom. So I never feel like if I'm out of the office, they're like, where is she? You know? So I kind of just pop in the office as often as I can and even just have like a quick 20 minute meeting with our marketing girls. And we always have meetings on Mondays in the office. So I try to always be there for those. And we get lunch as a team and kind of just go over updates and talk about everyone's lives. Um, So I like to be there for that. But it's pretty flexible, and each week it's so different. I bring the kids with me to the office as much as I can so I can be with them, and Rosie loves coming. Usually we'll do that while Atticus is at school. So I try to do as much as I can while Atticus is in school. But, I mean, yeah, I wish I could say I juggle it better, but it's kind of just, you know what I mean? Like with influencers, it's you never know how many campaigns you're going to have that week. So some weeks I don't have anything going on and I can be super flexible and be with my kids like the whole time. And then I'll have a really busy week where I'm gone quite a bit. Totally. It's very up and down. I think it just, yeah, take it as it comes. Yeah. All right. So what is next for Barefoot Blonde Hair? Like, do you have any exciting projects, products coming out? We do. And we've given some teasers, but I'm always like, I feel like I'm going to jinx it if I give away too much info. Yeah. But we do have really exciting things that we're launching this year. And then we kind of did a rebrand a little bit. So that's been fun. We're kind of transitioning all of our pack- packaging over to that. And then we are going to be discontinuing our boxes. And we have these really cool leather pouches that we're sending there out instead, which are really pretty. And so we're excited about that. So we're just kind of giving it a little update and that'll be launching in a couple months. So that'll be fun. Oh, do you ever want to have like little stores, like a place people can go into or you want to mostly stay online? I mean, I think it'd be fun to have our fill-ins and our up available in stores one day. Because I kind of view those as more hair accessories since they're so easy to put in and out and they more just add to your hair. They don't change your whole hair, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
So I kind of look at those as more hair accessories. They would be easy for people to like buy in a store. So maybe that, but I don't know if we'll have our own stores, maybe in like our 10-year plan, but I'm only looking at my five-year plan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We want to end with asking you what your number one piece of advice would be for someone who wants to build a brand of their own. This is hard because I feel like I didn't grow my blog like people have to grow their blogs today or Mm -hmm. Instagram because I don't even know if anyone starts blogs anymore. But so it is so different now, but I would say to kind of have it be focused around something how I, I knew my thing was hair. So I would say kind of go into it knowing what your thing is going to be. I mean, and that could be anything. It could be like mental health and just health in general or whatever it is, but kind of have your thing that you're known for. Totally. No, I think that's so good. It's like kind of having that little niche. Yeah. And it can be anything. I talked about this. I did a solo episode talking about how to build a brand. And I was saying like, it's not even like, it doesn't have to be this one very specific thing. It's just something that makes you unique because everyone has something. Yeah. And like, you know, because everyone is an expert at something. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, everyone just has their own thing. Even if it's not though super, it's not like you have to be interested in fitness. It's like you could just be really funny and like you have really witty captions and people are super drawn to it. Totally. It's like just having that thing. Yeah, not feeling like you have to have your pictures look a certain way because I feel like it's so refreshing when someone comes along and you know how there's the no filtered iPhone photos mm-hmm. feeds going, yeah. you know, that are kind of trending right now. Like someone came along and did that and just was like, I'm not going to filter my photos. And now it's this cool thing. Yeah. And at first people were probably like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? So, I mean, someone has to come along with the next Mm -hmm. thing. And so, yeah, not feeling like you have to follow in like, you know, footsteps of your inspiration or whatever. I'm going to bring back sepia photos. (laughs) Yeah. Her whole feed next week. <laughs> One thing colored yeah. in. Yes. Everything black and white, oh but my, my lips. Gosh. Yes. And then put the font the same color. Oh my gosh. Please, not that one. Anything oh. but that. Oh my gosh. I'm crying. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. This is so fun. You guys, Such we're in honor. Amber's house right now, too, and it is stunning. Oh, thank you. Very so beautiful. Much. So tell everyone where to follow you. I'm at Amber Fillerup. Fillerup is my last name, F-I-L-L-E-R-U-B, because people always ask. And barefootblonde.com. And then Barefoot Blonde Hair is our business. And so that's just Barefoot Blonde Hair on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And then barefootblondehair.com? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And you guys will love the extensions too. So definitely go check them out. They're really awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. If you guys want to follow along with our podcast, you can follow along at What We Said Podcast. You can be included in all our fun little sneak peeks of guests, um, polls that we do, questions, and you can just give us your feedback and it's a really fun little space. So follow along if you want to be a part of the family. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening and that's what we said. Goodbye. Bye.